podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And obviously, folks, it is the international break. So things are a little bit quiet from Liverpool point of view. No game at the weekend, no game midweek, nothing until Arsenal. Just the internationals of the weekend and a little bit of bad news. Jordan Henderson has picked up an injury. He played, obviously, in England's win over Albania, got a goal, got an assist, but picked up an injury and has been returned to Liverpool. Gareth Southgate says it is a small injury. What that means, I have no idea. Henderson was one of five players to return to their clubs for further assessment uh, following an injury picked up in either training or the match. Jack Grealish is the same. Southgate said they are small injuries on the scans. But again, who knows what that means? Obviously, Sadio Mane picked up a blow as well. A rib injury. It looks like it's nothing too serious. But again, you don't get the best of information coming out of international teams. As things stand, Liverpool could be without seven players ahead of the game against Arsenal. Now, it may well turn out that this isn't the case, but Henderson and Mane, those are injuries that we're yet to see what the, the extent of them are. Naby Keita, we know, will miss out. James Milner, we know, will miss out. Bobby Firmino, we know, will miss out. Curtis Jones obviously still has the uh, the eye issue, but with a bit of luck, he, he'll be back quite soon. Joe Gomez... We don't yet know really what the issue is. Uh, he has a calf issue. He's missed the last two match day squads, but it may just be more of a precaution than anything else. With Joe's history of injuries, it may well be the club were looking to protect him. And with having Kanate behind Virgil and Matip, we do have still three very, very good centre-backs. Plus you have uh, Nat Phillips to throw into the matchday squad if need be. Obviously, Harvey Elliott remains out long-term, but he did make an important step in his recovery. Um, He is now back jogging on outdoor pitches, which is a good sign. Now, I'll leave it to the likes of Cy Brundish and and Marty Loughran to tell you whether... It means he's well ahead of schedule or he's still on schedule or what it means. I can't wait for Harvey to come back because that kid is so much fun to watch. And the form that he'd started the season in gave you, you know, really something to lean into. This player that we picked up from Fulham, he was clearly one of the most talented players in the country of his age. Looked a little bit like a fish out of water at first when he was put into the Liverpool team, but did show flashes of his immense talent. Went on loan to Blackburn, obviously, last season and was absolutely exceptional. The season he put together last year at Blackburn was one of the best you'll ever see from an 18-year-old in the Championship. In fact, from a playmaker, it was one of the best you're going to see. Jack Grealish's best championship season was no better than Harvey's season last year. And that was Harvey's first season at that level. His first season as a first-team regular. And even with Tony Mowbray 
bringing him in and out of the team, playing him in a couple of different positions, taking care of him, he still put together a really, really impressive season. So, fingers crossed, Harvey's ahead of schedule. But like I say, I would wait and hear from experts in the field, like Cy Brundish, like Marty Loughran. They will know how long this is going to take. Obviously, the initial prognosis was with the, the type of dislocation and fracture he had, this could well be late March, early April before he's back. And if that's the case, that's the case, and that's fine. Because Harvey's not just a player for this year, he's a player for the next decade and more. In 10 years, the guy won't even be 30. Um, that'll make you feel old. If nothing else is going to make you feel old today, think of the fact that if a kid that was establishing himself by the looks of things as a first-choice starter in Liverpool's midfield will only be turning 30 in just over 10 years. Um, very, very interesting. But yeah, um, fingers crossed on Harvey, fingers crossed on, on Mane and Henderson and Curtis that they can be back for the Arsenal game. It's shaping up to be a tough game because obviously Arsenal are in good form at the minute, playing well. And um, there's a little bit of fool's gold about them, I think. I, I, you'd be confident as a red going in, but it's not going to be an easy game. Um, really, it's good news, but at the same time, it's heart-wrenching news. Uh, Stephen Darby, former Liverpool fullback, who was diagnosed with motor neurons disease in 2018 and founded the Darby Rimmer MND Foundation, has had a big victory this week. Um, the push for, to find a cure for motor neuron disease was given a major boost this week following the pledge of $50 million into research for the terminal condition. So it's obviously, it's too late to help the likes of Stephen and, and many others, including Rob Burrow, the rugby league legend, Dottie Weir, who's an all-time great uh, rugby union player. But for people who may contract this horrendous ailment in the coming years, maybe there is some hope. Maybe this is a little bit of a bright light at the end of a very dark tunnel. So we can only hope, we can only keep our fingers crossed that um, that more work continues to be done and more money gets pledged to finding out what it is that you know, that this disease is and raising awareness about it, researching any potential, not so much cures, but ways to help people that have the condition. Because if you've ever seen anybody with this illness, it is one of the most horrendous things you'll ever see is, is watching them. I mean, I'm trying to choose my words really carefully here. Disintegrate is the word that comes to mind. You know, it is that degenerative thing that just over time takes the life out of them. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, article on This is Anfield by Jack Lusby. Are Liverpool quietly preparing for James Milner, the coach, 
So Milner's obviously out of contract at the end of this season. It would be a surprise if Liverpool gave him a new deal, given he will be 36 in January. There's been a lot of talk for a couple of years that he would move on to the coaching staff at the end of this contract. But James Milner strikes me as the type of fellow who'll want to keep playing. He doesn't really give the impression of somebody who's ready to retire or, or even considering retirement. I think he's the type of fellow who would be happier, you know, to still be playing League One football at 40 than he would to just retire and become a coach. I could be completely wrong. But I could see Milner moving on, maybe going back to Leeds at the end of this summer, playing a bit of fullback there, and then potentially dropping down the leagues as he gets a bit older and to, you know, carrying on playing. He's played 783 games in his career. What would it take him to get to 1,000? If you count in his international caps, he's got 61 of them. So he's about 156 games shy of 1,000. Four years, maybe? Four years potentially could get him to 1,000 senior appearances in club football. Whether that would mean anything to him or not, I don't know. But um, it could be something that he, he would like to do, something he'd like to pursue. He's obviously had more and more injuries as he's gotten older, but a big part of that is, is the team he plays in and the physicality required to play for this Liverpool team. I love the fact that James Milner has 46 England under-21 caps, a five-year England under-21 career and a seven-year senior career. He was playing under-21 football at 23 years of age, which is just, it tells you some something about under-21 football. But I kind of feel like Milner is more likely to move on and keep playing. So this season, six players older than him have made appearances in the Premier League. So you, you throw out Ben Foster as a goalkeeper, they do tend to go on a little bit longer. Uh, Ashley Young is six months older than him. Uh, Lucas Fabianski, obviously, as well. He's a goalkeeper, so you can throw him out. Uh, Fernandinho, he, I think he's just turned 36. Yeah, I'm sorry, May. So he's eight months older than Milner. Cristiano Ronaldo and Thiago Silva. And, you know, Ronaldo's certainly not retiring at the end of this year. I doubt Fernandinho will either. Thiago Silva, who knows? I mean, the way his game has, has changed, he didn't really run anymore. He's 37 now. So Milner might be looking at him, who just won a Champions League last season, and others and thinking, well, if I just modify my game a little bit, I could play another couple of years. And, like, look, I said drop down the leagues. There's no reason he'd have to. There's other Premier League clubs that would take him without question. Um, it, it just depends on whether he wants to be a squad player at the Premier League level or a potential starter at Championship or League One level. Right now, I think he sits fifth all-time for the most appearances in the English top flight, he will pass David James quite soon. I don't think you'll get to, I assume Giggs 
Giggs and Gareth Barry. Was it Gary Speed? Let me check. Right, as things stand, it is Gareth Barry first, Ryan Giggs second, Frank Lampard third, then James, then Milner. Gary Speed is sixth. Emil Heskey is seventh, which is amazing. Jamie Carragher, our own Jamie Carragher, is ninth. So to pass James, he needs three more appearances. He'll get that. He's 40 behind Lampard. He's not going to do that this season, obviously. This is Premier League only, by the way. Um, it's another 23 from Lampard to Giggs and another 21 from Giggs to Barry. So at the moment, James Milner is 84 appearances behind Gareth Barry. So he'd need to play a minimum of three more Premier League seasons. Would he be happy to play that many games as a sub? I don't know, maybe, maybe. But I, I do think he's more likely to carry on. Was the point of this whole ramble anyway? Uh, one of the points made is that he was seen um, watching the under-19s in their UEFA Youth League game. But I would point out that he was injured. He was probably at the AXA training centre doing his, his rehab work and just wandered over to watch the game once he was done, uh, I don't think we can read anything into that, really. Um, but maybe, look, maybe. Who knows? Who knows with Milner? He could play He could play on, he could retire. He's got plenty of options. We, we know that. Um, Michael Edwards, Liverpool method, given £27 million endorsement as Virgil van Dijk approach justified. Liverpool knew they wanted Virgil van Dijk and Michael Edwards waited for his man. The benefit of not rushing was seen again this summer in the transfer market. Is this a piece having a pop at Danielle Mallon? I think it is. It seems to be. I'm not going to read it in depth, but yeah, it does. It's Danielle Mallon. He's had a rough start to life at uh, Dortmund, but it is important to remember that just because a player doesn't immediately work out in one team, in one league, that they wouldn't have sparked into life in a different team, in a different league, with a different manager. All of these bullet dodge and all these nonsense, nonsensical things you hear, just very, very silly. Same thing when you hear about, um, you know, how he dodged a bullet on Timo Werner. Just because it hasn't clicked for him at Chelsea doesn't mean it wouldn't have clicked from at Liverpool. I did see a silly article, and it is here from Liverpool.com. Liverpool have new Gareth Bale, who could boost the attack for Jurgen Klopp, uh, Nico Williams. The new Gareth Bale. Like, whatever you think of Nico as a player, the one thing we'll all agree on, he does not have blinding pace. He is not a generational athlete. Gareth Bale was a generational athlete with blinding pace. FSG have 419.4 million Liverpool transfer choice as full 11 could sign for free via Joel Matip trick. So I assume the Joel Matip trick is signing a player on a Bosman. Um, this just lists some of the players who are available 
in the summer. Andre Onana, very good keeper from Ajax. We have no need for him. Nasir Mazraoui, right back from Ajax, he would be a good signing as a backup to Trent. Uh, Antonio Rudiger, we wouldn't want him. Matthias Ginter, we wouldn't want him. Federico Bernadeschi as a left back. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. The article says a right winger, a right footer and winger by trade. He is left footed. He played there five times last season. No, he didn't. Um, defensive midfield, Bubakar Kamara would be a really good backup for, for uh, Fabinho. Frank Kessie would be a really good signing. Fabio Vieira, no thank you. Usman Dembele, big no thank you. Paolo Dybala, Juventus are going to sign him on a new deal. And killing Mbappe. So we'll we'll just leave that where it is and we'll move on. Uh, Liverpool could re- repeat Ibrahima Ibrahima Kanate transfer trick for a Premier League goal-scoring machine. So lots of tricks, apparently. Lots of tricks taking place. Uh, so this piece is about Huang Hee Chan, who has, to be fair, he's done well at Wolves this season. I'm not sure we'd refer to him as a goal-scoring machine after four goals, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's never really been a goal-scoring machine anywhere. 16 goals in 35 games is his best return for a season. Good player, not great. Would be a squad player and little else for us. Uh, let's move on then. Anfieldindex.com, there's a new article called The New Sporting Director by Mr. Steve Smith. So do give that one a quick read. And from a podcast point of view, there will be a new scouted in the next couple of days. Uh, Myself and Trev will be getting together to record on the books this week. I don't know what else is planned at the moment, but I'm sure there will be a little bit more and I'll be able to tell you all about it tomorrow. But for today, I will just say Cristiano's tears as Ireland drew with Portugal and then Portugal lost to Serbia. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Into the playoff you go, Cristiano, and I hope you get a really tough draw. That's me being petty, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.